Hey friends, Rich here from Unseminary. Our podcast today is brought to us by our good friends at CDF Capital. See, your church matters, and so do you. Before Christ ascended to heaven, he commissioned his people to be the conduits of transformation, to share his good news in their homes, in their communities, and to the nations. He established the church as the catalyst for growth and discipleship, and he called you to serve those ends. Your church and your service to it are an incredibly important part of God's story of redemption and transformed lives. It is a necessary part of God's redemptive plan for humanity, his plan A for humanity, and with God there is no plan B. You see, since 1953, CDF Capital has helped church leaders and individuals bring light to the world through stewardship of their capital. But they're so much more than a lender, they are a ministry. However, unlike traditional financial institutions, they do so much more. As a ministry, they win when your objectives line up with their objectives and the kingdom grows. But that's not just through a lending transaction. You see, CDF Capital builds relationships with like-minded church leaders to maximize the capital of their churches and for their churches. Together, when we all partner with the Lord to bring spiritual leadership and financial capital to the church, the results, well, frankly, they're transformational. Join us in this journey of transformation and contact cdf.capital today to learn more about their loan and investment properties. Again, that's cdf.capital today. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in. Super excited today for today's conversation. We're looking forward to this one. We've got Nick Thompson with us. He is the executive pastor at a church in Colorado uh, called the Living Stone Church. And they exist to expand the movement of Jesus followers across Denver, the West, and ultimately the world. Uh, it's one of the top reproducing churches in the world. And Nick, he's an executive pastor. We love executive pastors here at Unseminary. Welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Yeah, great to be here. Appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on. Yeah, why don't you tell us about the Living Stone? Kind of fill in the picture. You know, what did I miss there? What What do we? Uh, you know, what do we? What do we need to to know about the church? Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, we're still what we would consider a church plant. Um, the church was planted mm-hmm. by our lead pastor Keith Baldridge in 2016 of August, and uh, mm-hmm. we've been journeying. For a while now, uh, we're we're now in 2023, so we're we're encroaching seven <laughs> years, um, and it's been um, a great journey. Um, seen a lot of activity from the Lord, and uh, mm-hmm. just just unbelievably grateful to be a part of what God's doing through this church specifically. Um, I came on board um, a little over three years ago now, um, so I've been mm-hmm. about halfway through, been a part of that, and. Uh, yeah, it's just super special. We're in a really unique area because uh, for the listeners and for those who don't know, um, Colorado is as a whole is about 94% unreached as far as um, mm-hmm. faith goes. And so there's there's no better time to be planting churches here locally in our, our state specifically. I know there's other areas. The West is very similar. So that's, that's why we're doing what we're doing. Mm. 
Yeah, I love talking to church leaders like yourself that are in communities that, you know, people don't wake up on Sunday morning and say, hey, we should go to church today. They just don't do that in Denver. <laughs> and <No. laughs> the fact that, you, you know, they're not like, oh, what, what are the things we should do today? Well, after we go to church, that's just not what they're saying in Denver. So, which I love. I think this is great. We can, we can all learn. And that's my heart. That's the kind of communities I've served in as well. That's so good. Yeah. Well, one of the things that caught my eye, my kind of got my attention uh, at Livingstone was your mission. And so the Livingstone exists, <clears throat> or your vision, to expand the movement of Jesus uh, followers across Denver, the West, and the world. And I just, I love that. That's such a huge vision, massive. How how does that work itself out in reality? What does that look like? How, you know, how are you as an executive pastor? We've often said in the past that executive pastors live at the intersection of execution and vision. Uh, that's really the place that we we live at. So what does that look like for you at uh, Livingstone? Yeah, that's a it's a great question. Um, really, that's been the majority of my time being on staff here at the Livingstone has been to take that vision and really form good strategy systems, uh, practical steps to help our church really start achieving that. Because um, you know, as vision goes, it's it's the thing from God, and you know, we need to accomplish it because we're we're doing His His will and His work. And so it's, mm -hmm. it's super imperative that we're, we're thinking and focusing on that. So one of the things that we implemented just about a year and a half ago that has made um, a lot of acceleration, a lot of momentum, um, just a lot of inclusiveness for our people. Um, sometimes there's a huge gap between vision, especially a big vision like this and mm -hmm. how people get there. Um, what we've what we've gotten to as far as like a solution for us is we don't want them filling in those blanks. We need to be the, the forerunners of here's, here's how we're doing it. Here's the why is right there, but here's how we're doing it. We're going to mm -hmm. really spend some focused time on, on getting that right. So, um, the thing that we, we actually, we, we say we adopted, um, because we didn't steal it. We didn't, uh, <laughs> borrow it. We've used the term we adopted from, uh, one of our partner churches, hope church is something that we're terming as the, uh, the vision frame. And so it's mm. basically like a picture frame. You've got mm -hmm. vision at the top, you've got values on your right, you've got strategy on the bottom, and then you got your measures on the left side and having that vision frame has been super impactful, not just for us as a staff team, but also for our people to really understand, you know, why do we say no to some things? Why do we say yes mm -hmm. to some things? Um, how does everything that we're really going after fit with the overall big vision moment that we're, we're calling expanding the movement of Jesus followers to Denver, the West and the world. And so it's really just a, a simple frame. And, and the way to think about it is if it can go through that frame, it's probably something that we should be doing or at least have on our future cast. If it can't go through that frame, it's definitely going to have to be tabled for now. Uh, maybe in the future, it, it does make sense, but right now that's just a no. And so it's just really simple um, analytics uh, practices to help our people um, work through that. And I, I could go through that if you want me to like really what those I'd each si sections are. Yeah, I would love that. I'd love to hear that. I love this idea of really breaking it down and trying to close the gap between those two vision and execution. Uh, so yeah, so so yeah, talk us through. Maybe we'll talk through those four, and then we can come back and could get a sense of you know how, what what do you mean by all those words, and then how have you actually implemented and rolled that out at uh, you know at Livingstone? So let's let's start start with talking through those pieces. That's great. Um, three of them. Are, are really interesting to me because I truly believe that most churches are going to do something 
similar to what we're doing in, in three of these categories. They're just maybe worded a little bit differently. You know, mm. when I look across America and I'm looking at like what churches are doing as far as their vision to some level, they're, they're pretty much similar. I mean, the great commission is there for a reason. We're just, yes. we're just using different language to, to help people motivate and get there. But for yeah. us, our vision is, uh, uh, making followers of Jesus. So creating a movement of Jesus followers to Denver West and the world, um, and the strategy there, just just to give the big blueprint, is um, Samaria, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. It's it's starting where we are and starting to work externally. Mm-hmm. Um, the West has never seen a major move um, of God, and so we want to be a part of that. We feel the calling in that, not just for here in Colorado. And so that's that's like the small strategy behind why the vision is played out that way. Um, so that's our vision. That's our, our, we call it our mm-hmm. mission because it's really a mission vision, um, kind <laughs> yes. of loaded in one, um, you know, moving from there to the right side of the, the frame, uh, we, we mm-hmm. get into our values. Um, something that I did when I came on staff was I said, Hey, they had like, um, I want to say it was like seven or eight values and nobody could remember what one of them were. And I said, well, so they're true. not very valuable <laughs> if we can't even yes, remember absolutely. them. So let's put those in the trash can for now, even though you may feel like that's a wound, it's, it's not a big enough wound because you don't even remember what they are. And it was really easy, but I said, you know, <laughs> that's a great way to say it. <laughs> when we're defining culture values, determine the culture there, they, they mark the behaviors of what get us to um, mm. great, healthy culture. And so I said, let's not try to force this. Let's let's, especially because at the time that would have been three and a half, four years in, I said, who are we? Like, what mm. do we actually value? And let's mm. lean off of that instead of trying to say, I want to be this. I think sometimes churches get into that hang up of trying to so true. see something over here, see another church over here and say, I want to be like that. But maybe that's not who God has made that church to be. It's a body. It's an organism. It's not just an organization. It's this fluid thing. And so um, we did that. We just took a step back and said, what are, what are the things that we value? And it was really funny because it surfaced really quickly. People, mm. prayer, and praise. Those are the three values that we mm. lean into. Um, and you mm-hmm. can't have one without the other. It's almost like a three-legged stool. They're all equal. Mm-hmm. They're all just as valuable. Um, mm-hmm. But we say prayer is the work. Uh, you know, we don't we don't work and then pray. We pray and then God does the work. Uh, mm-hmm. We we give Him the glory, which is where praise comes in. We don't we don't mm-hmm. take that. We just allow God to do what He wants to do. This is really mm-hmm. His church. We're just the part of the vehicle in between, and then people are the mission. You know, we our our church. If I was to supersede and say there is a higher value, that would probably be the one. I, I wouldn't dare mm. to actually say it on paper or anything like that. <laughs> but the reality is, like you ask anybody at our church, like why do you come here? why are you here? You know, uh, what's Mm -hmm. the reason you keep coming back? It's the same answer from every single person. It's not the preaching. It's not the worship, no matter how good or how bad any of that is. It's not really the operational side of Sundays. It's the connectivity with our people. That's something Mm -hmm. that we have that we actually don't have a lot of as far as the, the global church here in Colorado. So we choose to lean into it and make it a high value. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that. that. Let's just pause there for a second. Absolutely. It makes total sense. So a couple things I want to point out. So I love the whole descriptive versus prescriptive conversation on values, right? Like I think we sometimes are looking for aspirational things, things we wish were important to us 
talk us through that a little bit more. Pull that apart because you you know you you talked about that there, but pull that apart a little bit more. What what kind of was your instinct around? Hey, you know what? Let's 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 describe more who we are rather than who we want to become. Yeah, um, I I think part of that too is you know we we um, Pastor Keith and I we get to spend a lot of time helping young churches or not launched churches just yet. We get to do a lot of leadership in that category, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. One of our our biggest life giving things that we get to do, and one of the things just through learning through this um, that we we always teach is you know don't try to unless God, that's the one caveat, right? Like if God says, no, this is who I want you to be. Like, this is who you are. And you already know that Mm -hmm. going in. Holy cow, man, you have a huge leg up like crazy. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't find that to be very normal. I think most of the time people are trying to find the DNA of their church, which is really what we're talking about is like, who, who is this church? What is the heartbeat? What is the lifeblood that really accentuates and gets you to the vision. So as far as like the description behind that, the things that we were looking for again, and again, we had a couple of years of, of play time to understand it, mm-hmm. you know, three and a half to four years. So it was just a simple question. Like who really are we? What are the things that really rise to the service when we say, this is what we care about. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think some churches, this is what is kind of unique. I think some churches have different flavors of this. Like, I think people are always going to be a part of that in some way. However, the language um, gets there, obviously, because of what we do, God is probably going to have some center point in that value system. Um, and so those two are, are really primary. I think I, I don't know how a church could operate without valuing those two things to some degree or some level. Um and the extra is, is, you know, I like, I like the rule of threes because it, it mm-hmm. keeps things off of like a, a dual net. So, uh, just having at least a third or maybe more, as long as it can be remembered, as long as it could be. Yeah. And that's what was super nice is that wasn't hard for our people to grab. They're already doing it. That's, that's mm-hmm. who we are. So it's like, you don't have to recreate the wheel. You don't have to try to, man, we're, we're the seven steps of excellence. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. so you know we shouldn't be focusing on that <laughs> yeah yeah i love that so good i also the other thing i love about this the from a communication point of view your your core values is they operate at two levels and you and it was funny because i was thinking this as i was reading this on your site which which to me again friends i think this is like best in class um it can't always get there but man if you can push towards it it's amazing that your values operate as both a single word and then a very punchy statement so Prayer, people, praise, and then prayer is the work. People are the mission. Praise is the response. Um, and and man, if you can get, if we can push ourselves to that kind of clarity, uh, I I think that just helps us. Uh, talk us through maybe in different environments or different ways when you're communicating. Where would you use just the single words? Where would you use a little bit longer? And then obviously expands out from there. There's the paragraph. There's the full. You know, there's the sermon. There's the series. You know, like it's <laughs> you know, it obviously goes. You could talk about this stuff for a long time, but talk through the particularly difference between when are you using just individual words as opposed to the 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 you know the the punchy statement, the punchy few words together. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, in everything that we do, we try to use the kiss method, you know, keep it simple, smarty. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to, <laughs> we try as much as we can because, you know, the reality is what's in my brain, what's in Pastor Keith's brain, the rest of our staff is so much information that is not right. translating at the same rate. And so mm-hmm. we do think very um, clearly, we do think, you know, very, um, e- even in private, like how, what is the best way 
to get this information across. And so with mm. all of the vision frame, including the values, that's why we use singular and the long-term expression, because there's moments where we get to teach on it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that pastor Keith does when he's preaching is he'll, he'll throw out a sermon and then he'll send it to either me or, or one of our other staff members. And we'll say, Hey, right here's a great place to load one of our values. And it's, it's prime. It's already there. You're not, you're not adding mm-hmm. to scripture. You're, you're, you're using it to accentuate mm-hmm. what we're trying to talk about. So here's a mm-hmm. great place to do that. Maybe we're having a team meeting in the morning and, uh, mm-hmm. we're rallying behind one of our values. You know, if we're saying mm-hmm. people are the mission, you know, we get to do a little bit more description with that in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. but again, we're throwing it everywhere, especially on the, uh, that's where I would say would be the difference is if you're doing a teaching moment, have longer descriptions. If you're just like mm-hmm. putting in the net out constantly, so people just feel it, hear it and start absorbing it, use the, mm-hmm. use the smaller words. Love it. So good. Okay. So you also said strategy. Talk us through, what do you mean by that word? This is one of those words that I feel like in, in a lot of, or in some circles, it becomes, it's like, it's like this magical thing, uh, you know, but help us understand what, what do you mean by strategy? How does that fit into the frame? Yeah. Yeah. Strategy is, is simply it's the, how, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. why is, is, you know, uh, the vision that's, that's holding that even to some level, the, what is, you know, in our values, um, the where and the who, I, I think all of those exist too, within, um, some of the measures, some of the values and, and our, our definitely our, um, our vision, but the strategy is always the how. So that's what we mean by strategy. And this is actually mm-hmm. the one area that I think churches get to have a lot of fun with because this probably mm-hmm. will not look exactly the same between any one church, unless mm-hmm. it's like a campus or something like that. That's a little different story, but mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. this is how we, how we accomplish the mission. This is what we're saying. When we do these things, this is how the vision over time gets accomplished. So that's, mm-hmm. that's like the simple answer to and, that. And so how do you define that? What does that look like for you guys? How would you talk about the strategy? Yeah. So our strategy is, we call it the 5% life. Again, it's part of what we adopted from Hope Church in Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. uh, it's very simple. It's it's 1%, 1%, 1%, and then uh, uh, 2%. So that equals your 5%. We always, mm-hmm. we always throw this out there for the Christians in the room. What we're not saying is that we want you to have a 5% relationship with Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure, sure. Non-believers never think that, but it's always the Christians that are like, well, I think that's practically heresy. We're, we're not saying that. Like even remotely, <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about is, hey, you. this is a starting point. And if we can get everybody to engage the 5% life, we truly believe, and, and we have analytics to prove it, uh, that we are growing in that vision and going closer and closer towards that goal. So breaking that apart, it's really simple. We ask Mm -hmm. that people spend 1% of their, their day in God time, which Mm -hmm. is roughly 15 minutes. Uh, Mm -hmm. we ask that they spend 1% of their month in group time, which is basically our small groups. And they, they spend basically one night a week for, you know, an hour and a half. That's what that equates to. Um, gather time is another 1%, which is coming to church weekly. Um, 1% of their week is, is basically an hour and a half to, uh, two hours of, of time with service and just getting to gather and be in fellowship. And then the 2% is go time going locally and going globally. We ask that, you know, they would spend their year in a 2% fashion praying and focusing on the global effect, which means they go on a missions trip or they, they do something within that seven, it ends up being about seven days. 
they end up spending about seven days here locally on mission too. So uh, it focuses them strategically towards God and towards the mission of what God's asking this specific church plant to do. I love that. I, you, so I that's I love that articulation. That's a that's a a clear example. Um, I think the thing I love about that is you're focusing on, you know, by focusing on the percentages and talking about the timeline, uh, you're giving another level of depth to this. You're saying, hey, this is this is the kind of time. This is the kind of uh, and we. We live in a time obsessed culture. Yes, where time is our greatest attention is our greatest you know asset. Um, you know, see you know Facebook and Instagram who are monetizing that attention, and so by saying, "Hey, let's let's use that attention," uh, you know, for our spiritual growth. I love that. I don't know that I've ever heard anybody else talk about it like that. I just think that's really great. Yeah, yeah, we've mm-hmm. we've found it to be highly impactful. I mean, it's simple. And yet there are so many sub layers to that, that especially our staff Mm -hmm. gets to work with, like, you know, we break that apart. We, we really help people on the serving level. You know, if we can get people to serve, they're really operating in that gather time. The, I I would say the most important though, of all is the first one. If they can spend 15 minutes Mm -hmm. daily with God, um, Mm -hmm. we will see the trajectory of their spiritual growth like crazy. Um, because it won't stay at 15 minutes one, it will, it will get longer. Um, they'll also have a relationship with God. We believe that we believe that we'll, we'll taste and see that that's good. And so we, mm-hmm. we, I don't know that we shove it down people's throats, but we, we talk <laughs> about it an awful lot, especially that first one, just because we know that, you know, without that we're, we're operating and working through, you know, fleshly mindsets. And that just takes longer to get there. It, it doesn't matter how great your strategy um, is for your vision without God, it's, it's just going to be so much, so much work, um, that Hmm. we just know God can go before us. So love it. And then I think the, I think if I remember correctly, the, the other part of the frame is measures is what you're, you're measuring as an organization. Talk, talk me through that. What's that look like? Yeah, this is a, this is actually, again, this is another one that I think would be pretty consistent with any church. Those first top three, the, the vision, the values, and then the measures will be pretty consistent, some version of Mm -hmm. it with any church. Um, and yet I find that the fourth one is the one that most churches don't do because they either don't have time for it or they don't think it's valuable. And the reality is you can't, you can't grow into what you don't measure. So if you're not measuring Mm -hmm. it, you're not even focused on, on the vision is the reality. And Mm -hmm. I know that might be hard for some people to hear, but it is the truth. Like if you're not measuring as you go, Jesus did this in certain ways. I I think there's so much aptitude for that biblically. Um, even with the parable of the talents, like if you're not aware of what you're doing with the things that God's given you, um, growth is just, a slow, it's not just a slow go, it's a painful. <laughs> and sometimes mm. it's like that for other reasons, but that's mm-hmm. just something that we can do right from the get go for sure. Um, so our measures are, they, they operate within every bit of what we just described. They're, they're really simple, abide and connect and share. That's how we evaluate. Are our people, are we doing what we say we're doing to get to where we're going? If, if we can measure those things in just a simple way, abiding in Christ, meaning are people growing spiritually? Are they, are they connected to the vine? And, and that comes from that God time that comes from that gather time. Um, all, all of those ingredients grow that one thing. Um, are they connecting with people? Um, you know, if they're just islands onto themselves, they're not going to be effective in the ministry that God's called them to. 
And so mm-hmm. again, all of that touches the strategy. It messes with our values. And in, in, in the end, it actually gets to our vision. If they're connecting with people, we, we know that they're going to be alive in Christ and continue in healthy relationship with people and with him. And then the sharing part, um, this was, this is by far just to give everybody clarity here. This is by far our most challenging part is to get mm-hmm. people to share into the mission. And so we believe that when we do all these things well within our staff teams, within our volunteers, within our groups, um, we believe that sharing is a, is a byproduct, um, sharing Christ mm. to those around them. Um, you know, if he's truly renewed you, if he's truly come into your life, that's a gift that you want to give other people. And, um, mm-hmm. here in Colorado, we're not, we're not from the South. So it's not like, Hey, come in my house. <laughs> that's very weird here. Um, <laughs> Love it. but that doesn't mean we don't share Jesus. And so we've had to get calculated on how we do that. Mm-hmm. So good. Okay. So talk us through, so I love that super clear explanation of the frame. Uh, talk us through maybe how you've rolled this out. How does this kind of impacted how you're making decisions at, uh, at the church? Yeah. Yeah. And I'd, I'd love to just be like super honest with, you know, the good and the bad, mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. there's been some tension for sure. Um, the- <laughs> you mean it's not been all perfect? It hasn't been all like, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coming, you know, we're we're we have taught this now. Our church is like living through this. We would do it again ten times out of ten, despite mm. the pain and the 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 frustrations and the tensions that have come. Um, mm-hmm. But we we started the rollout by by doing two things. We got our groups involved uh, because they're they're really the heartbeat of our church. Like if you're in a group, you're you're part, um, you're you're involved mm-hmm. at a pretty high level. You're you're because you're doing abide, connect, share, um, and and we also did a Sunday morning series to really launch this. Um, and I I knew this was going to happen anytime that you really hyper-focus on vision and say, this is what we're doing. This is who we are. You're going to have people that are like, this isn't what I want. And Mm. one of the things that I I do at our church is I help people get where they need to go. I Mm -hmm. thoroughly enjoy doing that because it's really about the kingdom at the end. If if our church isn't the best church for you, you need to be in a church that's going to be, you know, giving you what you need to be successful as a believer. And so Mm -hmm. I will, I will, like literally walk you to that church, however that needs to happen so that you can do that. But that's one of the things that we saw uh, was a tension point is people who were on the fence and were like, well, I'm coming for other reasons. Um, We just had to be honest and say, that's Mm -hmm. okay, but that's not who we are at some. And I've seen this uh, man over, over years if people are there and they're expecting something else. And we're like, well, maybe we can do that. Maybe we can't. You're hurting them and you're hurting yourself. I think in the process, because they're probably never going to let go. If those things are really deep in them, they might even be ministry callings or ministry giftings. But if, if you as a church are saying, you know, there's other churches that that's what they do and they're really good at it. Like you should Mm. definitely go be a part of their ministry. You're Mm. growing the kingdom. Yeah. Like it's not about just our church sometimes. And so that's definitely been a major tension. Um, And at the same time, the people that are, that is the vision for them too they have gravitated and like clung to it in a way that I've never seen before. Like, especially on our measures side, our measures have been more successful um, specifically this year than any year I've seen combined. So mm, it's that's been cool. major value, major value. Hmm. 
And that must be because it's, it's, would you say it's because it's gaining momentum internally? It's like more people know about it. They know what the measures are. They know. So then it becomes, you know, shared language. And then there's a positive reinforcement on that. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Shared language, I think is key. It's huge. Um, it's also simple. It's not hard to follow. I mean, I think if you're mm. making things hard to follow, uh, getting to lead well is going to be difficult for you because, mm-hmm. you know, people aren't looking for really, really hard follows they're looking for. I mean, yes. think how easy it is to follow with our, our world right now. You click a button mm-hmm. to some level. So mm-hmm. uh, we're trying to always make that more simple, uh, but also highly affected, which always comes with tension. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So what, what coaching would you give maybe looking back over your rollout over these last couple of years? Uh, what would you do different knowing what you know now? How would you coach another church as they're thinking about, you know, for they're thinking about the frame, they want to, you know, dive deeper uh, to, to ultimately drive, you know, better execution, life change in people's lives. What would you, what would you coach them to think dif- to do differently than maybe you did? Yeah, I would, uh, I would say definitely get aggressive with that whole idea. Maybe you want to do something different and it's not a frame, maybe it's something, but mm-hmm. similar, like regardless, I think having those four things is, is worth more than we could probably equate to. Um, and mm. if you if you do that again, what you're doing is you're creating a simple pathway for people to get on board and follow, and an on ramp mm. off too. That's I, I would say that's even more important because mm. what if you're from like the Bible Belt or you know if there's depending on where this church is that we're speaking to right now, it's going to look mm-hmm. different culturally. It just is, and so knowing those things both are so important. The the off off ramp for people who are like this isn't what I want. I want a church that is all about like level ten worship. And all the resources mm-hmm. go to that. Okay, that may not be you though, so don't pretend right. like it is. Like, and that's that's the mm-hmm. thing. Um, as a church plan, I think one of the one of the hardest things is is saying, well, we need to grow with people because that's part of our vision. Obviously, that's a major mm-hmm. key driver. Mm-hmm. But grow with the people that are part of the vision is is just as as lucrative because if you're doing it with people who are just on the there, there's a lot of frustration that comes with it. That there's a lot of pulling away from the vision, and so you're working over yourself. I've always said this, like, um, since I started in leadership is I would rather run with five people that are all in than 500 people that are barely got a toe in Mm. because you can Mm -hmm. actually do way more with those five people, uh, by a lot. You're, Mm -hmm. I mean, the amount of resource for a leader that has to go into trying to gather and, and group people back in over and over is extreme. So find people that are really in with you and get them to replicate everything that you're doing and saying, but you got to make it simple, which is why we have the vision frame. Yeah. Love it. This has been so fantastic. I'm sure there's people that are in their cars that have pulled, pulled over and are writing stuff out because it's been so much helpful, <laughs> uh, helpful tips here. This has been, been fantastic. As we come to close, as we kind of come to, to wrap up the conversation, any kind of final words uh, of advice or encouragement to leaders who are listening in today? Yeah. Yeah. Something that I've been going through recently, I think it has a lot to do with what we're talking about, but man, pray the bigger, mm. the bigger and more, um, leadership anybody gets, I think requires more prayer for. So like, if you yeah, want your church so to grow, pray more. If, if your church is growing, you should already be praying more, like spend more time with the Lord because you're going to need his guidance and his direction. So good. Well, that's a great, great word to end on. Nick, I really appreciate you being here today and it's great to connect a little bit. If people want to track with you or with the church, where do we want to send them online? Yeah. Uh, livingstone.church. That's uh, that's our online resource and you can see 
all of the things that we have to offer. We're, we're going to be offering some more resource pages here soon, a new podcast that we're starting, some really fun stuff. So man, it's been a huge privilege. Thank you so much for uh, letting me on here today. Love it. So good. So we'll have links to all that in the show notes, but really appreciate uh, you being here today, sir. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.